0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. On today's show, we're talking about how the pandemic is going to shape the near future for real estate investors. Our entire economic situation, both in the US, Canada, and much of Europe, is based entirely on the printing of money by central banks. Our entire economic system is fully dependent on the free flow of low-cost debt. Every major sector of the economy has a financing plan associated with it. Virtually every facet of every family and of every business is being supported by debt in one way or another, and now, more recently, by government subsidies. Let's take a look at debt for a moment. Of course, there's two types of debt. There's good debt and bad debt. Good debt is the kind that's paid off by an income-producing asset, and bad debt is consumer debt that is strictly to pay for luxuries that people can't afford to buy today. Some economies are more highly debt-dependent than others. For example, I walked into an electronic shop in the downtown area of Cancun, Mexico. That's outside the tourist zone. The prices for most items were not listed. The only price listed was the bi-weekly payment if you financed that particular gadget. I saw the same thing at the supermarket. You could buy a motorcycle at the supermarket. The price listed was not the purchase price, but the bi-weekly payment. People were being socially conditioned to judge affordability based on how much of their biweekly paycheck they could allocate to that particular luxury. The same thing happens, of course, in the U.S., Canada, and Europe, but only to a lesser degree. When you go to a car dealership, the sticker price displayed on the vehicle is often the cost of a lease payment. Now, we can't shut off the credit markets without creating economic collapse, but we have to acknowledge that we're way too dependent on credit for things that really should not be financed. Our society increasingly has a planning horizon of two weeks. Now, that sounds harsh, There's an element of truth to it. The real question as to what will happen as the result of the pandemic rests on two fundamental questions. Number one, when will the stimulus money stop? And number two, when will the confidence in the currency collapse? The U.S. has largely exhausted their payroll protection program funds. They extended the period of time that the payroll funds can be used, but they haven't allocated any additional funds to the program or allowed borrowers to access more than the two and a half months worth of payroll. We're now five months into the pandemic. The number of people collecting unemployment benefits started to decline in June, but now it's growing again. The pandemic unemployment benefits in the U.S. are set to expire at the end of July in less than 10 days. There's still more than 32 million people collecting unemployment benefits between the regular state-run programs and the pandemic programs. Turning off the taps to the relief money would create mass riots. Now, Some states are heavily dependent on tourism and hospitality, like Nevada, where there's about 25% of the workforce collecting unemployment benefits. Deciding how generous the benefit will continue to be and how long it will last will be among the complicated issues lawmakers will negotiate in the next few days. The next question is whether to give the money to the households or to employers. Now in Canada, the emergency relief benefit being paid to businesses has been extended to the end of the year. I had a conversation with a restaurant owner this weekend who shared that 75% of his payroll is being covered by government funding. Now in April, at the peak of the shutdown, He thought his business was over with. Now today, he's opened up additional seating outdoors and he can seat 150 people in his restaurant. He's doing a robust takeout business. The tables are busy and he's making more money today than in his best months prior to the pandemic. But he also acknowledged that he won't be able to seat 150 during the winter months and when the subsidy disappears, he's going to need to reduce his staff by 50%. The real test will be when the wage subsidy disappears. What will business look like? The indoor seating will be at reduced table density with social distancing, and it probably won't be sufficient to pay for the overhead or the operations of the restaurant. In the U.S., the same story is going to play out across the country. United Airlines and other airlines agreed to no layoffs through the end of September in exchange for receiving billions in federal dollars under the CARES Act. United and some of the other carriers plan to cut thousands of workers across the country on October 1st when the subsidies run out. United Airlines announced yesterday it plans to lay off more than half of its workforce in San Francisco as part of its widespread cuts on October 1st. In addition to United's planned cut of 6,573 employees in San Francisco, they also plan to lay off 1,634 in Los Angeles, 149 in San Diego, and 65 in Orange County. As real estate investors, our income depends on our tenants, and our tenants get their money from their job, or lately from an unemployment benefit. And as investors, we have to acknowledge the uncertainty that depends entirely on what governments will decide in the coming week regarding further stimulus money. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.